0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.
1: So we're a couple of eps in front. So we yeah. don't, we we obviously record them a couple of weeks in advance. So that's why some of the timing's always out too when we talk about lockdown or stuff that is not really happening. But, um, or if we've just watched something that's come out, you're, you're kind of like, oh, that's been out for ages. Yet, yeah, because we're you know a bit behind, we're, but um, behind, and then we're, we get we're present we get, in the moment, we are, <laughs> and we get the edit, so we listen to the edit, and then we then we listen to the one that comes out that week, which is the one that we did two weeks ago, and we have yeah. no idea what episode is happening when, so we yeah. get very confused. We do, but and then we and try then to, we, yeah, we
0: try to keep up, but we're just <laughs> novices at the end of the day, and we. Appreciate you even being here,
1: we do, and supporting us. Welcome to Chick Welcome to Chick <laughs> Who are you this week? Oh shit, I haven't thought about it. My name is oh, Susan Sarandon. Oh my god, I'm Tim Robbins. Are they still together? Maybe. I don't think so. Aren't they? I
0: don't think so. I
1: think they're one of those couples that, like, are going to survive. I've, oh, really? Don't tell me that because it's going to, like.
0: Goldie Horn. You should have done Goldie Hawn.
1: Oh,
0: Wait, I'm going to yeah. ask Siri. Siri, is Susan Sarandon and Tim Robbins still together? They reunite after their 2009 split. They're back together uh no they moved on but they're um, just friendly exes oh because yeah. they've got kids but That's- they're friendly exes oh I wonder if Tim's single I might get in there I've always found him a bit do it sexually attractive oh, so Have he's you ever noticed that he looks like an older version of Leonardo DiCaprio no well he does I've never thought
1: that well, okay. he does. Out of out. lockdown. Oh, yeah, Woo! we're out of lockdown.
0: Woo! And I still haven't been to a cafe because I
1: cannot get in. I can't nah, get in. You can't get in. We, but we are going for um, a drink this afternoon. Oh,
0: my goodness. And we're
1: going for, Evie booked us into about four different venues today just because yeah, we could.
0: Yeah, I've been cheeky, haven't I? She- what I've done I is, can't you keep know, up. you're only allowed to have two hours in a venue so I've gone and thought well we can't just have two hours and then what go home have a few drinks and then go well that's the night done six to eight p.m bye so what I've done is I've booked three places near each other so we're going to do
1: a little bit of a a bar crawl a bar crawl yeah what do you
0: think about that
1: I'm still not drinking oh we haven't even mentioned that this is a live this this is a is a, a live show we've got guests who are watching us in our yeah. virtual studio, we've got some Jane, audience. Carla, Nicole, and Jen. Yeah, so we've got so we've got some live, we've got a live audience, and it's so exciting. It is exciting. It's to be actually talking to people because, like, we we're on the project. Most of the, yeah, we, yeah. Most of the time, we forget we're actually talking to people. We just think we're just having a conversation, and we forget.
0: Yeah. We can, we can um,
1: but, yeah, lockdown, you have been going nuts with the bookings and it's giving me a little bit of anxiety, I've got to say. I
0: know, because you can't keep up because you've come in at the end of the WhatsApp group. Ch- mm. Sh- she okay? <laughs> okay? Yeah. Um, yeah, you've kind of come in and there were so many things being said that it would have been very overwhelming. And that's why I said just go back. To- Is she Okay. Yeah, she's Do we need to stop? Clearly needs attention. You okay, mate?
1: Yeah, cough it up. Good. This yeah. is what happens. Sissy decides she's going to have a coughing fit or drink some water or snore, fall, fall asleep and snore yeah. or sit on the microphone stands. I'm keen to ask the ladies, mm. when you
0: listen to our podcast, can you hear Sissy snoring in the background?
1: Pop it in the chat.
0: or just You all you... can, yeah. yeah.
1: They all nodded.
0: Is it okay? Is it, a, does it annoy anyone? Jane's the only one that's not moving ahead. It's annoys Jane. Adds Jane's character. The
1: only one. Adds character. No, no, Jane's, Jane says it adds, adds character. So that's oh, good. good.
0: Oh, thank you. you were, right. Oh, good. I good, think good. it does
1: too. Sometimes it's nice and sometimes it's like, I'm not in the mood for it. But, well, no one's ever in the mood
0: snoring
1: no it's cute it it is a bit cute sometimes but anyway yeah
0: what we do every week is when we record a whole episode we give it to Sam and he does what he calls a mix down and Mm -hmm. then we go through and edit anything that we've said that's extremely inappropriate that we think well we don't want to get that out there so yeah I may we may just edit this bit out that I what I just said
1: we might we, might, we might not, or, or I might talk about a guy that I've gone on a date with who then the following week ghosts me. So then I'm like, we got to get that. I'm not dating that guy anymore. We're going to get that
0: out. I don't think we should. I don't think we should get rid of those things. I think they're the gold. Yeah. You know, there's True. a guy from two weeks ago. We don't even know who he is anymore. Totally. Yeah. You were so into him. Uh, and
1: now who? There's been four since then. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. I'll tell you what on Hinge because I um I don't know if any of you other ladies are, are on um are on the dating apps, but uh, I have a love hate relationship with them. But I am on the Hinge, and I've I changed a setting last night where you can like your deal breaker for the age group. You can turn it off, and I've never done this before. So my age group is normally like oh, I yes, won't yes. really go lower than. Like I'm 45, so I won't go lower than 40, and I've started going like 52, 53, mm. which is fucking weird because I don't feel like yeah. I should be dating a 52-year-old man. Half a me, it still feels old. like someone's dad. But anyway, mm. so I've done that. So I, so no, that's normally, and then I unticked the the mandatory deal breaker thing. I woke Ooh. up this morning. I had 53 new likes. How old were they? 22.
0: Yes, I've been trying to convince you for years nice. to date a younger man. They are nice. adoring, and they can keep up. I know, but I just and they've got some kind of, um, oh, energy Fancy. to them that's oh. like, yeah. And you say, do you want to do this, and they go, yeah. I'll do it. Let's go.
1: Come on. I'm talking yeah. about, about like going out and Love things. It. Well, Jane just said her husband is seven years younger than her, and she approves. So, so okay, yeah. I like it, Jane. I like it. I'm gonna, yes. I'm think, gonna, I'm gonna give it a go. I think it, even if it's just as an experience. younger as well. There you go. Okay. There you, there you go. My,
0: the last this guy I was good. dating was younger, and it was wonderful. Like is there is I... an adoration okay. that they have for older women. Yeah. that you do not get from older men yeah, or men your own age. There's just some kind of you can tell them stuff and they go, okay.
1: And you're yeah. like, you
0: tell an older man that and they go, hey, little lady.
1: Hey, little Be lady, quiet now. You know. um, well, Nicole so. says hers is old in body and mind. Bless. <laughs> I think also like going a bit older as well. Like I've opened up my, you know, going into the 50s. Have you I'm got like, any of those? Yeah, a couple, Yeah. yeah. 53 like I'm like yeah why not I think you
0: should I, you adopt the attitude of beggars can't be choosers <laughs> At this and stage. just go for all of them it's gotta be bloody you know and if you could document them that would be fantastic yeah I think i might. we'll document them as the podcast okay so try to go out with as many as you can and we'll talk about them every week
1: okay I love that I will do that just for the podcast Okay, good. It's an experiment. Oh, I wanted to just get serious for a minute because um, it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Is it? Month? Yeah, month. Good. I um, booked and for a, an ultrasound good.
0: last week for my boob because I had a, a pain in my boob. Mm-hmm. But then as soon as I made the phone call and got the reference to go and get the ultrasound done, my pain went away. Yeah. So I
1: cancelled it because I didn't want to waste anyone's time. Well, definitely, I think you should keep going. I think you should go. I don't want to. No, you should. I've done a breast check.
0: There's no. Okay. There's nothing wrong. There was check just a boobs. pain. I, yeah, everyone should check.
1: Their yeah, boobs. check your boobs, girls. And that's um, just wanted to just wanted to mention that because I have had a I've had a good friend this week or two weeks ago, um, get diagnosed and it's a bloody, mm. I'm not going to say, but okay. um, yeah, awful. F cancer. Fuck yeah. cancer, I say. And it's, it's just kick so it in the dick. kick it in the nuts. What have you been watching this week?
0: I haven't watched much today, this week. Today? Today? No. Nah. I haven't watched much because on. Th- Earlier in the week when we found out that we were going to go into freedom, Mm -hmm. I've started booking places and looking at places. Well, I've become obsessed with finding venues for fun. And Netflix is just maybe it's like it's all the TV is something that I did in lockdown.
1: Right. So I have not wanted to go back and sit and watch TV. Fair enough. I have tried. I feel a bit the same too. My, I think my watching's really slowed down as well. Um, and I think I just got a bit of Netflix fatigue.
0: Yeah. After a while. We, we've done it all.
1: Mm. I did
0: watch my normal show at the beginning of the week, which I always watch, which is the two shows that I watch because they come out on a Sunday in America, which means they come on a Monday. So I always watch them on a Monday. Which They were just, you know, The Circus, the. Oh, yes.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And
0: Presidential election mm-hmm. in america mm-hmm. um and the comedy store
1: oh yeah yeah you do like that on one I Stan. Get they're both that. on stand. yeah i know hmm yeah i know you could go no okay. don't we had this conversation at the don't
0: give Park. it a go if you don't want to but um, I think it's your loss okay i've been watching
1: the queen's gambit yeah i've
0: been told to watch that it's yeah good. I've had a it's few people It's really say that.
1: good I wish it was a true story because it's about a girl who um, learns how to play chess when she's in an orphanage and then she goes on to kick ass in chess and it's I just so wanted it to be a true story because it's such a good story the way they've written it and how she's had to you know she goes and and competes with all these guys and um does she compete with girls no, because no other, oh, she, she oh, does compete with, one. she, she competes with one other girl in one tournament, but mainly mm-hmm. she's that good. She gets to kind of go up the ranks and then she ends up just sort of, but it goes into a lot of just those times and like drug addiction and how like the housewives were taking tranquilizers. I wonder and, if there was a, a true story like they, that. Yeah. I mean, this. I've, I've researched it and it, they said it's based on a few different people and things that happened at the time, but it's not it's not based yeah, on a girl, yeah, like that character. Um, but Maybe it's so we can good at one. Yeah, yeah. For Chick Street. Yeah, and it makes me want to learn how to play chess.
0: Yeah, um, I'm going to watch <laughs> it, and then I'll see if I want to learn to. Yeah. I'll try twice to learn to play chess, it's and hard. every time I just go, well, checkers is really good. <laughs> I'll stick with
1: checkers. I just i did some research about i can't even learn to play cards yeah 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 i think you maybe yeah maybe it would wear two yes jane said yeah look i agree <laughs> with jane. Oh, jane i just think it's interesting i started doing research about you know the way that the pieces can move and how this one can jump over this one and this can move all the way to the yeah, end that's and ridiculous and that's ridiculous i just
0: That's that's just like AFL. It's just some kids in the backyard going, you know what? Fuck the rules. If you want to throw the ball, throw it. If you want to punch it, punch it. If you want to bounce it, bounce it. And you know what? If you want to kick it, kick it. And if you miss, we'll give you you a point anyway. (laughs) That's what chess is, isn't it? Pretty much. It's like, you know what? I I don't like that you're winning. So now I'm winning because I did a jump. (laughs) And guess what? That's in the rules now.
1: It's <laughs> true. It's true.
0: But uh, you know, yeah. there's a lot of really smart people that play chess. So I sound like a dum-dum.
1: Yeah. It's know. a good, yeah, it's a very strategic game. I like yeah. it. I like it. It's, and that's yeah.
0: why I'm not I'm not gonna play.
1: I've also been reading a book that I really like that I'm gonna oh, recommend because it's, it's from um, yeah, because it's from a podcast that I love that I listen to called um, The High Low. Um, and by Pandora Sykes and Dolly Alderton, and the book is I by love them. I do love them. The book is by Dolly Alderton. I just love her name's Dolly. I know Dolly and Pand and um, Pandora. They, oh, they, I mean, they so they call each other well. Panda and Dolly, and it's just delightful. Like us. Mm, yeah, exactly like us. And she has written a book called Ghost. And it's just so easy to read. It's about, it about modern ghosts? day dating. No, no, it's about, about people ghosting. It's about modern day dating. But she just writes really nice and it's really easy to read. And it's a little, I just couldn't stop reading it yesterday. Like I think I did, I smashed about, you know, a quarter of the book in one go just because I just, mm. easy.
0: Yeah. Oh, I did do a picnic on Wednesday, which was our first Another day. One. Yeah, it was the same place. Yeah. Um, And I did it with four people, well, three other people. So there's four of us and I just got the two platter because it's really big. It's big enough for, you know, four people to eat. And this time they didn't, same price, they Mm. didn't give us the French chairs, you know, the black and white ones, the rattan. They didn't give us those ones and they didn't give us the heavy table, which is, you know, got the nice fancy leg. Um, They gave us fold-up table and chairs and I broke my chair by sitting on it. Only person. Everyone else sat on theirs and I sat and went. Oh bless.
1: What um why isn't that what you paid for? Because I'm fat. That's why <laughs> stop, it. stop it. Um why you there was did you not everywhere.
0: get the there are people everywhere. I think what they've done is they've taken the um the ones that they were using from inside, and they're popping them back inside because people are Fair allowed enough. to start um, yeah. eating inside as well. Yeah. I don't well, care. They why. don't advertise that they the shouldn't have charged the, the same. Totally, there but, should be a a breakage fee to me mm, for mm. me. Break the humiliation fee.
1: Absolutely.
0: 100%. No one. No one needs to be that person that breaks a fucking chair.
1: This is true. This is very true. (laughs) It's really
0: humiliating. Because everyone goes, oh, oh, no, it's the chair. Oh, silly chair. While they sit on theirs, like dancing around, they can't break theirs if they tried. I just sit on mine and it breaks. I reckon companies do that. You know what? I reckon there's companies that are owned by fattists who go, don't know, don't make them sturdy. Because there'll be some bitch that'll sit on it and, you know what, maybe it'll make her lose weight. (laughs) I'm doing a a service to the world now. I reckon there's one in five will make faulty. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Yeah, we'll just Mm. see. It's like Russian roulette. Oh, dear. Mm -hmm. Um, The picnic was great. I drank um, alcoholic lemonade.
1: Oh, look at you.
0: It was beautiful.
1: Yeah, I love it. I'm still on my mocktails. I've got a yeah. little mocktail here today. You've tried to drink this week, haven't you? And mm-hmm. you've not
0: done well. Gave you a headache, made you feel a bit nauseous. I'm on like pregnant. Th- to who? To Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Immaculate conception. That's gross because that was his mother, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it wouldn't be the first time. Well, it no. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I mean if you unless you believe it was immaculate then then it wouldn't be the first time. Yeah, I don't
1: know. Um I also burnt my forehead with my um curling iron yesterday. Well, Has I've anyone else done, done that? Do you know what? I was I went to a wedding. I put makeup on it so I can't see but what's oh, the it... chances that you do that the yeah, day you're allowed
0: to go out? It happens all the time. I went to a wedding and I went to help them get ready mm-hmm. and the woman not the bride, the yeah. woman being paid to do the hair and makeup burned her on her face for oh, the wedding. No way. So, oh no, the poor thing That happens and it happened in the nineties. So there was no really great makeup <sighs> that could cover that shit up. You just yeah, you know, a bit I of know. pancake wasn't helping.
1: I'm just like days. I haven't been anywhere and tonight we're going to the pub and I've got to deal with a burn on my head. Festive injuries, all right, Nicole. Jane, no, Because Jane dropped a Halloween decoration on her forehead last night and she's oh. got a lump. Oh yeah. She's, she's got a bit is. of a lump. Oh, she's what showing. What kind us. of a decoration is it that you've dropped on your head? And it is Halloween.
0: Is it Halloween tonight? Oh she's gonna get it. She's I love gonna it. get it. It is, it is. Tonight is the twenty the thirty thirty third. Thirty third of oh, Happy Halloween, everybody. Of, uh October, isn't it?
1: Carla had a makeup artist catch her eyelid in the eyelash curler. Ouchie, wow, wow. Well, I've
0: done that to myself. That's I why I don't so use scared. them. I know. Because I've, I've started getting those droopy lids. I'm going to have to get Blastio Fasby or <laughs> whatever what? it's called. Blastio. That's what, blastio. That's what it's called, Blas, blafio, Blastio. Blastio. Labio. No that's, no, that's your vagina. <laughs> something else. I don't really care <gasps> about that. Let that oh, sag. Let it sag. No one sees it, it, but my eyelids,
1: I rec- oh, there you go. That would give you oh, a bump. Oh, jeez. That would yes. definitely give you a bump. Jane is showing us oh, oh, this this huge. So you're trying pack. to
0: put it up, weren't you? And it's fallen on your head. Oh, that's
1: frightening. Yeah. In jeez, both ways. ways. Like it's
0: frightening because it yeah. fell on your head and it's frightening because it looks like it's frightening.
1: Yeah. Let's go to.
0: Chicken and
1: now, I feel like a chicken and now. No, we've like done that so now. many times. Think of so something cool. else.
0: Uh, chicken and now. Boom, boom. Chicken now. Boom, boom. Brilliant. Chicken, chicken now. and now. now. Boom, boom, boom. 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 Chick, chick. Chicken, chicken and now. now. <laughs> That's good. I think we should keep that one forever. Yeah, good. Okay, good. Anyway, it's... Uh, okay. it's It's my turn
1: and Chick in the Now, for those who don't know, if this is the first time you've tuned in and you're wondering what the bloody hell is this about, um, is all about a a, a chick or a woman in the now, right now, who is inspiring us or who we follow on the Instagrams, who we like, we want to give a little shout-out to. Um, And today mine is a lovely woman called Danielle Laporte for our live studio audience. Does anyone know who that is? No, they're all saying no. Okay. So Danielle, do you know Danielle Laporte? Yeah. She's a Canadian author and an inspirational speaker. Mm. What? Evie, what's that look for? She's quite contentious. Is she?
0: Yes. Why? I followed her until I didn't follow her anymore what happened no let's yeah you go for it because I don't want to ruin the chicken the now no
1: I want to know facts Uh no
0: go are you sure no why don't you say what this has never happened before and then I'll tell you what happened but you already know what happened you were there oh about her podcast about the new program
1: so Danielle Laporte <laughs> is a, a Canadian author. We'll cut that all that out. Don't worry. Um, she's a Canadian author and an inspirational speaker. I've been following her stuff since mm. 2012. She's got a, a yeah. book called The Desire Map, which I love, and I usually have it on my desk, and I can't see it here. But it's basically a if you if you really want to get into goal planning and goal setting, it's awesome because it makes she makes you think about how you want to feel, and then you're able to work out what your goals are based on how you want to feel so if freedom is important to you then you kind of look at all the areas in your life of you know how you can bring free more freedom into your life and it's and it changed it helped me kind of create the life I wanted to live so um I owe her um a lot because of that because I was quite dead of gratitude sorry You owe her a debt of gratitude. I do owe her a debt of gratitude. Um, she used to send out these things called truth bombs, which you can get via your inbox, um, which I used to get all the time. Um, she Forbes has said that her website is, um, in the top 100 websites for women. And, um, she just has a a really good resources. She does a lot of meditation. She's a little bit woo woo a little bit esoteric it can be a bit sort of too much if that's what your does first, esoteric mean like a bit out there like a bit woo woo you know <laughs> woo woos what's woo woo you know like, like weird. the like bit spiritual, spiritual. universe oh, okay. you know esoteric. she talks about different levels of consciousness and all of this stuff so um it can be a bit like if, you know, if you're not into that stuff, it can be a bit for long. But on the other hand, she does have some really good practical um, business ideas. And I like the way she runs her business. Um, she has, and, and funny that you mentioned that thing about light work because she's gone to do a couple of projects where she's just like pulled the brakes and said, "No, nah, I'm not going to do it. Um, one was she got to, I think, a couple of weeks before um, launching a magazine. She was going to do a magazine. This is a few years ago, um, which everyone was saying to her, why are you doing a magazine in an era where magazines are dying? And, you know, Ooh. she's like, no, no, I'm going to do this. And it was, she got, I think, a couple of weeks out from it going to print, did all the work, had worked on it for like over a year, did all the work, got, had a team, did the whole thing. And she pulled the plug. And then the last minute, and she just said, I, I'm doing this because of my ego. I'm not doing this because I actually think it's a good business decision. I've always wanted to have a magazine. I think she was going to call it Danielle, um, and she was like, i not Oprah." Yeah. yeah, and then she pulled. So she pulled the plug. So I mean, I think she's um, she's human. She does a lot of things where she's, you think
0: she's human.
1: She's only human, yep. and so she does a lot of things where she kind of will, will go to do things and then second guess herself and kind of go, right. oh, "Actually, that's not a good idea." So yeah, oh, my neighbors have just started drilling. That's good. Yeah, I thought. I thought I heard Skype. Again. just. That was, I it was a drill. My na- yeah, that's my name. She has on our website um, her uh, business model is pay what you choose. So she has like three different options for her products. So um, oh, you could, good. yeah, so she, she says like these are, these are what we think this is valued at mm-hmm. based on the amount of work we've put into it. So you mm-hmm. pay what you, you know, what you think. So what Evie was referring to earlier was that she started a podcast that she called Light Work. And um, for her, light, as in she was thinking, you know, how do you become more enlightened and how do you kind of feel lighter in Mm -hmm. your body, in your soul, in your heart, all of these things. And um, she got shit canned for it because um, she used the word light and a lot of people had a a problem with that because of um, the – you know racial undertones and 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 things which i think like i get it um you know but she didn't
0: mean that
1: she didn't mean that and it wasn't it wasn't intended that way but but she's she heard the people eventually and she she, she changed it
0: yeah that and was she, yeah she did eventually like completely come around and it was actually a really good turning point for me at that time because I watched her as a white woman double down on something that I was doubling down with her on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I it was actually my foray into meeting, the intro, having an introduction to a woman who I think will be my chick in the now next week. So I won't tell you much okay. about her, but I will tell you that she what she did, I think, for me personally, and I'm assuming for Danielle, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, it changed my life and my attitude against it it completely opened my eyes to something that I just could not see Mm. until this one woman um, of color really explained it very very well so I'll tell you about her next week but I do know that um, she got bollocked she doubled down and then she saw the (laughs) the light. Pun intended. Pun intended. Yeah. Then she she came around and she um mm. Mm. yeah. I remember we were away on a weekend to Treetops in Wallambi, mm. mm-hmm. and you he played her in the morning mm. for um like a, a meditation thing. We were sitting in the sun on the back on the veranda that went around the whole house. Do you remember? Yes,
1: that? beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I do remember that place. It was amazing. She has a very sexy voice. She's, she does have a really good voice. If you like that sort of guided meditation kind of stuff, she's really, really good. Um, She's got like apps, her audio books are amazing. So yeah. And I do like, I listened, actually listened to one of her meditations last night when I'm in bed, just to kind of make my, calm my nervous system a bit. bit good. last night. So yeah. So that's Danielle Laporte. Look her up. Um, and yeah, I think it's I think that story about the whole light work thing is really interesting because yeah, I was the same at the at the same time as well, you know, going, Yeah, like what's the big deal? What's the problem? Yeah. What's the problem? It was the, um, fir- the first time I mm,
0: was told to stop talking and listen for the change. And I mm.
1: thought,
0: oh, I'd have never thought to do that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> interesting. <laughs> we should
0: all maybe do that sometimes shut the fuck up sometimes yeah. yeah oh my god i was on tiktok this morning and i saw this yeah. woman it was point of view of the woman so i didn't see the actual woman she was so it was her phone she went into the hallway and there's this white man standing there and she'd written this is my neighbor who abuses our other our asian neighbors and she's just going to him hey shut the fuck up Shut the fuck up! Just shut the fuck up! And he's like, "Oh, I'm really sorry." And she goes, "No, I'm so sick of hearing your racist rants from inside that I've just come." And he, every time he went to talk, she'd go, "Shut the fuck up!" It <laughs> went on and it went on, and I'm like, oh "My God, this is brilliant!" I was kind of feeling empowered because he just sculpted away eventually, and I was like, "Yes, he shut she the fuck up." In his up. house, did no, go she go? She was in her house. He was in the hallway of their apartment block. Abusing the Asian neighbour that apparently he abuses all the time, and he uses the n word. Oh, oh God! And she was, she'd had enough. The neighbours started again. All right, our chick this week, you is funnily enough, Annie potatoes. Mm -hmm. Last week, um, we were talking just you and I about. No, we were talking on the podcast, which no one's heard yet, about mm. that show that I just mentioned earlier today, the comedy store. Yes. So yes. My chickstree this week.
1: Oh, you're gonna is do zippy dippy dip, mic, Mickey.
0: Mitzi. Mitzi. Mitzi
1: Shaw. Her name is Mitzi Shaw. And she's
0: very, very Jewish.
1: Oh, awesome. Yeah, this is good because I'm really interested in her story, but I don't like that show. So this is gonna um now tell them why. Oh.
0: Tell um, everyone why you, how much of it you watched and why you decided not to.
1: I watched one episode, so albeit I probably could have hung in there a bit longer, but it was just like, it was just a bunch of comics, just like, I don't know, just self-flagellating. Oh, I started there in 1975, and I've done 750 hundred shows, and I've done this, and oh, I remember this day when I walked in, and it was just—it was all these just pieces to camera of of people just talking about themselves, and I just <laughs> got over it. Yeah, I it like is. I want to know more about the yeah, Mitzi, what- and I want to know more about the story of like her and the her, you know, the family and how it all started, and and you know, not just have these. I just thought it was edited really badly.
0: Mm, that's interesting I think you're in a mood possibly I was premenstrual for about yeah. two weeks uh, because this is your kind of show there is, mm. it, it we're up to episode four and it's really getting into the
1: Mitzi stick with it storyline by, by about season four episode <laughs> 18 it's really good it comes good <laughs> at about at season 82
0: episode 203 it's yeah. like it's worth sticking with it. Oh, so good. It's, it becomes good. And then it kind of goes bad again. <laughs> but get there. No, um, Mitzi owns, owned, ran. I'll tell you about the show first. The show is called The Comedy Store and it's a series on Stan and it is about a stand-up comic um, venue in Los Angeles that is honestly the institution it's where the biggest and best stand-up comics have come from some have gone on to huge careers some of them haven't and it's still going today so um the show is brilliant and it is a lot of as annie said a lot of men just sitting down not men women as well sitting down talking to camera about their start at the comedy store and how um, hard it was to, you know, to get um, a spot. That's what they call, you know, the the spots. You get ten minutes or something, twenty minutes. And um, there was this one woman. Her name was Mitzi Shaw, and she ran it. Now let's start with her. I'm opening. Let's her notes. do it. She's opening her notes. Okay, so Mitzi Shaw was born Lillian Seidel. Or Seidel. S-A-I-D-E-L. How would you say that? Sadel.
1: Sadel. S-A-I? Yeah. Sadel. Seidel? Seidel. Seidel. Seidel? Yeah.
0: Okay. So anyway, she was born Lillian Sadel on July 25, 1930 in Wisconsin, Michigan, mm-hmm. to a Wisconsin. Jewish family. Mm-hmm. Her parents, oh, my God, this is brilliant. Her parents were Fanny.
1: And Morris Sadal Fanny. fanny now I a love name. that name. There's a name we got, got to bring back. back. There's an. Yes. I mean, imagine having a friend who like has a baby, and then you're like, "Oh, what's her name? Fanny? Funny. F- <laughs> fanny? Fanny oh. Gay <laughs>
0: Stalliano.
1: <laughs> love
0: it. Va- Sorry, Fanny to the- Fanny Gay Van Dyke." <laughs>
1: Sorry to the Fannies out there if you are listening. In
0: America, Fanny is a much more common name because Fanny is their bum over there and Fanny is not our bum. It's our front bum. (laughs) I think that's much better. Yeah, personally. Okay, Okay, so she grew up near Green Bay in Wisconsin and she went to Green Bay East High School. I don't know what Green Bay West High School was like, but Green Bay East produced her. Fabulous. She was educated at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. She studied art, but she Mm. left to marry a guy called Sammy Shaw. Sammy Shaw. After meeting him in 1950 while she worked in a Wisconsin resort one summer, he was doing stand-up at the resort and Mitzi quickly became a den mother to her husband's cohort of fellow young comics, Shecky Green, Buddy Hackett, Don Rickles, Shelley Berman, Alan King, and Rodney Dangerfield. Were I don't know months. any of those. You know, Roddy Dangerfield, Rodney Dangerfield. No. Oh my god, he was the I? most inappropriate. Yes, he's done so many
1: movies. On, was she called a den mother? Yeah. Okay, it's not drugs. A den mother is that like? Is that what they is that what they call a person who runs a comedy oh no 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 a den mother is like a,
0: a lion's a, a very it's the um a den. like the mother hen kind of like thing. a mother hen. like the yeah she's okay. like the lion of a pride um the mother yeah. of a pride of lions that yes they call a den
1: right okay. okay I've not heard that term before
0: okay yeah so all those names I just said they were are all future Vegas superstars so they okay. all became really successful did on they? their own so as her husband Haven't did as well of of i know but that's that's your problem hmm.
1: okay they're very big in america <laughs> <laughs> they were very big in the. and you got to
0: remember this is in 1950
1: okay well this is true and it is 2020 so, so they
0: would have been all no they would have been way before but the kind of resort that they worked in was like kellerman's you know at the I love her. Their sister Lisa. Oh. So you know they filmed that, um, dirty cat at the Catskills. Well, yes, that was all Jewish. Yes. They, all yes. of those resorts, there were so many of them, and a lot of them have been just left disused now. Some of them have been um redone. Mm. But when I think it was the late 60s, that all the Jewish New York state people start stopped going to the Catskills for their holidays and they
1: started going to Europe. So that's, that's the why bit the I loved went. about that documentary, that sort of stuff, you know, the history of the Catskills and how the Jewish people were kind of forced out of. When the whole to take their holidays, they went somewhere where they could all be together and feel safe and and be Jewish and not not feel um yeah not feel like they're going to yeah like
0: they were being judged judged yeah yeah yeah.
1: which is where all that came from which I think is fascinating and that Dirty Dancing has some little some undertones it's not it's very it's not obvious but they try to you know weave in the the Jewish um, background of her family of babies yeah. Family and a father, and all of that, which I think is um
0: Yeah, baby houseman.
1: Yeah. Fascinating. They're all Jewish. All Jewish. Yeah. That's
0: great. Yeah. That's why they always looked down on the dancers because they weren't Jewish. Mm. And that's why her ending up with Johnny was,
1: I don't know, he's no Jew. You won't show me the lifts. I don't know the turns. I'm doing <laughs> all this just to save your ass, ass. ass. And what I really, really want to do is do is drop you on, on it.
0: it. Haven't God. seen that movie many times before. <laughs> Okay, so Mitzi, back to Mitz, she also became close to Elvis Presley when Sammy opened for him for do. three years straight at the Las Vegas Hilton. During this time, Mitzi and Sammy produced four children, Scott and Sandy in the mid-50s mm-hmm. and Peter and Paulie in the late 60s. Now, do, I you, know. do you all know, do you, does anyone know Paulie Shaw? I do. I've heard of Paulie Shaw. Girls, ladies, Paulie Shaw. He was in yeah. Encino Man, and what other the movies was he in?
1: I don't. I don't. He just had curly hair, didn't he? Mm, he was a really. Big, I just remember um, him having really curly hair. M. Two, and he used to do the weasel.
0: And he used to do the, like that surfer dude. That was him. Hey, I'm Paulie Shaw. <laughs> Which was very weird because he grew up in New York. No, he didn't. Yeah. He grew up to a Jewish New York mother in L.A., so that's how it happened. Okay, Okay. that makes a lot of sense. (laughs) Okay, so they did so well opening for Elvis that they made a lot of money and they decided to open a little 99-seat club on the Sunset Strip in uh, L.A. Mm -hmm. where Sammy and his peers could keep the material sharp. In their kitchen at home on Doheny Drive, Mitzi suggested to Sammy, let's call it the Comedy Store, which was a switch on a famous Beverly Hills discotheque at the time called the Candy Store. Oh, discotheque.
1: I love it. And we've got a comedy store in Australia, in Sydney. Many countries do because of this one. Yeah. yeah. And is it is it like a franchise like Subway? No. No, it's just okay. No. Yeah. So the Candy Store, now long forgotten.
0: The Comedy Store is the most famous nightclub in the world.
1: Mm-hmm. There you go.
0: So, mm-hmm. how did it become a one-woman dream? How did it, Evie? I'm Tell telling us. you. I'm gonna. Here we go. I'm telling you. Mitzi and Sammy got divorced in 1974. Mm. Mitzi got the Comedy Store in the divorce. She fought for it, and so he could lower his palimony. Good work. He said, "Yeah, you can have it." thinking she went she can't do
1: anything she's not gonna, gonna, run, she's gonna, so gonna so go cool anywhere she's a oh woman and he doesn't she doesn't have know. to pay so
0: much money so um wow. she found herself working her dream of becoming an artist by putting together lineups of comedians every night Mitzi scheduled the shows she sold the tickets she cleaned the toilets she gave encouragement to the talent and blunt direction to the rest Mitzi kept Amazing. a plaque on her desk which read, It is a sin to encourage mediocre talent.
1: God that you know you know who should have that as well. Everyone. Like Australian Idol and like X Factor and yes. like All of those shows. Although the Wood Show wouldn't do much with then, would it? Just quietly. No, true. This, that that's not true. I mean, we do have a lot of talent in this yeah, country for those shows, but sometimes it's like really.
0: Yeah, you don't want to encourage it. Do no, you, you don't weeks. want to encourage it. Anyway, she judged every comedian who auditioned for her on charisma alone. If they had charisma, she'd give them the stage to create an act, um which was really interesting. It's in the the series that you, if you watch it, you see a lot of footage of her auditioning people right back in the day when they were, you know, you might know them now, but you see them kind of like bombing, but she's like, no, I see something in them. They've got what we call these days an X factor and she called it charisma. So she'd go, you, you, you got, you're on, I'll give you a spot Mm. and hone it. And then she she really was very encouraging of them. Come on, come on. You know, that kind of thing. Um, Whoopi Goldberg, when she was there, um, she really encouraged her to keep the one woman show going. Like yeah. just, you know, that she was a storyteller rather than a stand-up comedian. And she kind of did the whole keep with that. Like, don't let anyone tell you that being a storyteller isn't the same as being a stand-up comedian. It's mm-hmm. different, but it's it's really really riveting to watch so she stayed that way and that's that was when um steven spielberg and his producer came to the comedy store sat down watched whoopi goldberg do that woman that one woman show and gave her her very first acting role in the color purple as Mm
1: -hmm. the main character
0: yeah wow very and they've got footage of that and yeah it's amazing anyway
1: okay I'm, so, I'm slowly
0: being turned yeah oh yeah she this is fascinating shirt. yeah you would love the whole mm-hmm. whole story okay so she developed her Wait, own comics judge. yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, through what she called a graduated process of development she'd select a promising co- comic on open night to be a regular mm-hmm. and the most coveted status among young com- comics then and now still is to be a comedy store regular and there are some people that you know today that um they're still comic store regulars even though they're on tv and they love going back and it's always been that way Um, so she would send the comic that she'd chosen that week because they every monday they would go the line would go down the street Mm -hmm. open mic night and they would only let in 10 comics that night but it would be 200 people long the line every year are we
1: talking now so
0: this is still happening so that started yeah like 75 70s yeah 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 and it's still happening today so you can still interview people who are like it i sat there for two years waiting to get have you ever been no i've never been to america
1: didn't you oh have you met me? The UK, yeah. Oh. No, for some reason I thought you went to to, to the States. Never. You got a stint in the States. I wish. I'd but like to. the UK to. though, didn't you?
0: Yeah, yeah UK twice. i kind of getting
1: confused. Should have done one at the US. That's right. We're going to plan a trip, a drive, mm. a road yeah, trip. if it's
0: still alive by then. <laughs> anyway, so she would send her chosen to yeah. the Westwood store which yeah. was another comedy place. And then she'd later send them up to the Sunset Store original room and then she'd send them to La Jolla. Then she'd send them to the Comedy Store main room. Okay. So she was right. basically giving them an Trailing apprenticeship, them. a cadet yes. ship. She'd be like, you got to get to this before you can come into my room. Eventually she would send them to, after that, to Las Vegas Comedy Store at the Dunes Hotel, which was a huge thing to play because, you know, all the Vegas places sell out, like, big, small, whoever you are, you do really well if you go to Vegas. So she would busy herself during the day talking to agents, managers and TV executives about her young hot comics and recruiting the industry to drop by and see the talent that she'd assembled. It all worked like a charm, a product which Mitzi possessed in abundance. So just like the Steven Spielberg story, she – There was a lot of comics that came out. Uh, Eddie Murphy got Mm -hmm. his start. Robin Williams, Jay Leno. Wow. Letterman, Dave Letterman. Like they all got their shows from him. She became really good friends with Johnny Carson. Now Johnny Carson had the late show. Everyone knows Johnny Carson was the original late show, which Dave Letterman ended up going on and hosting himself. So she became really good friends with Johnny Carson and she would get these comics. Once they were good enough, she'd get them a spot on the late show because it was five nights a week and they would yeah, kind of stand right. up every night. They always came from uh-huh. her comedy store. So she had, I guess what you'd call clout. Yeah. If, yeah. if she was backed, you, you were, you know, you were on Johnny Carson and if Johnny liked you, you could end up with your own sitcom which yeah. happened to so many um robin williams went on to because of all of this to go and make more Mindy. yeah wow and it just kept happening to so so many people Jim she's Harry, responsible
1: for all responsible of those for all of careers. these people and they that's, that, incredible. that's why you've
0: got to watch this show because they all talk about her and yeah. what she did because they were all so frightened of her right. she was such a den mother that apparently you'd be like um, they said the best part of the comedy store is behind the scenes. you go into the back hallway where all the comics would be standing to have their turn and everyone's like basically flopping dicks out and measuring them like just, you know, uh, until Mitzi came along and then they'd be like, oh, what can we do for you, Mitzi? You know, anything for Mitzi because she yeah, could wow. just kill your career. But not only that, they really loved her because she was so supportive. Like, if she got behind, and the advice she gave to them, they mm. all say her advice was always right. Yeah. She got Roseanne Barr to wear um, overalls. She said, wear overalls, like be something. And she always, and it became like her look until, yeah. and then she got her own comedy show, um, sitcom. Anyway, I could go on with those, but I won't. Let's get back to Mitzi. Mitzi, yeah. Yep. Mitzi threw her heart, soul. And creative force into developing comedy stars for the world to enjoy, she convinced David Letterman in 1974 not to quit and go home to Mindy Indianapolis, Indianapolis, Indianapolis.
1: Mindy, Mindy in Indianapolis. <laughs> she gave Richard Indeed. Pryor his own shows every night
0: to cut his albums. Mm-hmm. She'd scheduled Jay Leno three shows a night if his bike could get around town fast enough. So that's why
1: you gotta see. You gotta see how young these people right. are. And how green they all were. So she was scheduling those other places as well as yeah, yeah, she owned the comedy. All. Oh, she owned the other the yeah, other ones she, as well. Yeah,
0: she did. She ended up owning all of them. Oh wow. Yeah, it's oh, she, a she's monopoly a of comedy in America. Yep. Um, So a couple of years later when Robin Robin Williams, Michael Keaton, Arsenia Hall, Howie Mandel, Gary Shandling and Bob Saget came along, Mitzi sent everyone to the Westwood store to develop and Mitzi came over once a week to monitor their progress, encourage their dreams and put the fear of God into them if they were (laughs) slacking off. For 35 years, Mitzi gave the comedy store everything she had from second chances to wayward comics to second and third mortgages to keep the operation running through the slow 1990s. The Hollywood press followed her closely as the comedy store grew under her direction from a 99 seat sublet on Sunset Boulevard to the three showroom palace that it is today. Now, Did 19... she
1: remarry during that time? Never.
0: Yeah, she had a lot of affairs. She slept with most of those comics. <laughs> Did she?
1: Mm. Oh.
0: She was. Um, you go, girl. She had her own casting couch. Right.
1: So yeah. Okay. You know. Chicken history. Mm. Mm. Okay. Be a
0: great one with that. Me too. But yeah, I was just
1: about to say, is
0: this is that pro? That's a quality. Yeah. No, that's a quality. Okay. Yep. There's all few- things that, that weren't great about Mitzi, and I'm about to tell you one of them. Mm,
1: okay. In
0: 1979, she always refused to pay comics. That performed in her club, insisting that the venue was a sort of college of comedy Mm. where comedians learn their craft rather than a money making enterprise. However, in 1979, after the club had been expanded extensively, comedians began to insist that they be paid for their work. Shaw refused. And the performers started to picket the establishment every day in what became a really bitter six week battle. strike action so there's a lot of footage on that in the show as well fair Um, enough too absolutely absolutely um among those involved in leading the strike were jay leno dave letterman and tom dreason who i don't know who that is but he's someone Mm. Um, after several months of picketing and an incident in which leno was injured by a car attempting to rush the picket line but can i just point out that in the show he um admits that it was all <laughs> it was all a ruse and no one ever knew until he's admitted it recently oh, really? but he was like oh yeah Everyone's was like Leno's down he's been hit by the car <laughs> and, and they all fake. go rushing over and he's like this oh really <gasps> yeah 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 That's it's very funny. interesting stories um so she relented finally and she agreed to pay comics $15 per set which is equal to $53 today Come on, Mitzi. The settlement set a precedent that resulted in
1: New York City Ooh, comedy
0: clubs it. beginning to pay their talent as well.
1: Sorry, the birds were the birds. The birds were going nuts again. Can you say? Oh. Was that say my that? birds? I think so. I can yeah. press the door. Just say that last bit again. Kiss off. <laughs> off, birds! Piss off, birds! Who do you think you are? They were loud. La- they were really loud. They always are, birds. <laughs> Bird loud, oh, especially those. How animals. are those birds, like on TikTok, that know how to talk? Yeah, all you birds seen? know how to talk. Yeah, but have you seen the ones on TikTok that like have conversations? I've gone to. I'm I'm on Bird TikTok at the moment. I don't know. I've 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 crossed over to Bird TikTok, and there are there are birds on there that just have conversations. I just don't. I don't get it. They're so. They're I don't just know. repeating things they know. They can't have a conversation. <laughs> No, they're, like, having a conversation. There's, like, this sparrow that talks to this guy and he just tells him, like, he's like, why are you, why are you sad today, Dad? What's what's happening, Dad? Like, it's just, it's weird. Oh, send it to me. I will. Anyway.
0: Anyway, anyway it was only $53. It so it did set the precedent and other comedy clubs across the US followed suit by paying comics to perform. I always find it interesting. I do understand that you should always be paid for what you do as long as the company that or whatever the establishment that you're doing it for is making a lot of money if they're making a lot of money which she was Mm. then yeah she needs to pay but I do also understand that having a club where people can hone their craft yeah and you know um it actually makes you go out and work harder because you're not earning money there. You got to go and find your money. You yeah. know what I mean? That's a rich dad, poor dad thing, Robert Kiyosaki. Yeah, yeah, I kind of mm-hmm.
1: get it. I do. I do kind
0: of get it. I think. I think I get as, where
1: she was coming from. But I just, there's
0: a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of like um, musicians and and artists that get asked. Oh, do you want to come and do? Um, play at my restaurant I will give you a free meal or something it's like no you need to pay me
1: yes yeah yeah
0: yeah. we're giving you um press well not press publicity exposure exposure Exposure. fuck off
1: yeah it's like exposure doesn't pay the bills no in
0: 1978 she converted the upstairs section of the comedy store into the belly room
1: the belly room what happened mm-hmm. in the belly room? I'll tell you, it was a 50-seat
0: audience for which she exclusively booked female comedians. At the time, professional comedy was very much a boys' club and bookings for female comedians were rare. Opportunities for women to perform their own stand-up material with the most popular comics in the US were unheard of. Mm -hmm. Shaw's liberal risk-taking with booking talent continued for decades. In the 1990s, once female comics had become more established, she continued to cross boundaries with her audience by creating specialty nights for Latino, gay, lesbian and lesbian performers. So she had these special yeah it was really really great like where they yeah. were felt really safe and they're um now there's ones for like Arab comics yeah right you've got all the Lebanese and the you know yeah. Egyptian Americans and the yeah. Persians and you know these amazing Yeah, you know, they have these Arab nights just like the t- Latino nights and the ladies nights and yeah i like it some of them the comedians didn't want that though for themselves they were like i don't want to be in the woman's room i want to be in the main room which is fair enough fair enough um funny little side note not funny but interesting side note whoopi goldberg only ever played the belly room really never ever played that main room no
1: yeah yeah i've always kind of had a bit of a weird thing around like like women we used to because i when i used to work in um media we used to have like women in media awards and like women in music and women in you know all that thing and I used to just think like why does there like I get it but I just used to think why does why do we need a separate award why can't we just be recognized in the overall awards yeah 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 it's like I've, that it's like why do we need why do they need a separate room yeah why, do, why can't they just go in the main room well
0: I think that when it's more of a minority that's needed to bring forward and then you go. It's like um, people of colour in the Academy Awards.
1: So they had kind of
0: their own black awards and now yeah. they're being more accepted into the main Academy Awards but they're still not being recognised yeah. as much as the white um, people are. So I don't know. It can work and it cannot work. or. But, yeah, I get it.
1: You know what I mean? It's like aren't you sort of highlighting um You know, Mm. Stella's saying we have women in waste awards and meetings just for women, yeah. In waste. I mean, I I think that's where Stella works, is that right? That's the industry that Stella works in. Wow, waste. Waste and recycling. Wow. So just women.
0: Is there a lot of women in waste and recycling? Obviously not. Well, they have have awards for it.
1: That's fascinating.
0: It is. Okay, so she yeah. owned and operated Comedy Channel Inc. from 1982 until her death, which was a, co- a company established to create and sell videotapes to perform- of performances at the comedy store. And it's still going today, not on videotape yeah, anymore. So her health began to decline in the late 90s, followed mm. by further decline as the next decade progressed. But not before she picked and encouraged and developed the next generation of superstars, now packing them in every night. Bill Burr, Mark Marin, Joe Rogan, Rick Ingraham, John Crapperulo, and Eliza Sleshinger, who we
1: love. She's one of my favorite comedians. She started there.
0: Oh. Um she's in the show. In the Yes series so for over 40 years the real star of the show has been mitzi shaw's character as she faced her own illnesses with a determination to continue writing the comedy store legacy with her lineup sheets every night until her hands shook too badly to write them so she would dictate them but only if her assistant could duplicate her handwriting so no one knew oh really you're a proud little fucker Mm. This was Mitzi's show and it had to look like Mitzi's show. As Mm. long as the comedy store survives and thrives, it will always be Mitzi's show. In the series, the comedy store, so many incredibly successful careers talk all about um, Mitzi. And the funniest thing that has struck me watching this show, from old to young, from black to white, from male to female, they can all do Mitzi's voice spot on. They? And they and it doesn't matter how famous they are, they can all they all tell stories about Mitzi and they all do her voice. Can you do exactly it? Exactly the same. No, I won't. It's kind of like that. Dave, you got you know, it's very nanny fine. Ah. So, you know, okay. you've got to go um watch the show okay. because it's it's Hilarious! Just watching each and every one of them. Dave Letterman, Jay Leno, doing
1: that voice. They all do and then it. We've got the
0: new com- comics That's doing great. that voice.
1: Um, Jane says Joey's agent Estelle in France. Yes, yes. and That's Nicole not- says Estelle. Yes. You'd have to be <laughs> definitely be based on her,
0: based on Mitzi for yeah. sure. That's so, great. um, the. End of my chick in history today mm. is a statement mm-hmm. made from the management at the comedy store, now run and owned by her sons, Paulie and Peter. Mm-hmm. So, Paulie sits behind that big desk, that desk. Oh. Oh, you've got to see this office. It is like something out of fame. You know, like did we that- miss
1: a bit? Did she, when did she, she's, she's not alive anymore. No, this is the statement oh. just made, April 11, Trump 2018. Trump. 2018.
0: 2018 it is with great sadness and very heavy hearts that we report the passing of Mitzi Shaw the legendary godmother of the world famous comedy store Mitzi was an extraordinary businesswoman and decades ahead of her time who cultivated and celebrated the artistry of stand-up comedy she was also a loving mother not only to her own four children but to the myriad of comedians who adored her she leaves behind an indelible mark and legacy as has helped change the face of comedy we will all miss her dearly in lieu of flowers please consider a donation to the comedy store comedian's assistant fund care of the motion picture and television fund with everlasting love the comedy store family
1: oh so Mitzi, yeah
0: yeah that's great what an amazing woman that was behind all these amazing like you get into the, when you get in, I think episode two or three, you've got Jim Carrey really coming and talking Mm. him and Damon Wayans who were put together by Mitzi to kind of work together. She'd send them up to the roof and say, you need to work together and come up with some comedy stuff. They ended up going on and being in SNL together, like just incredible, um, people what's that guy's name that um you know freddie prince jr's dad freddie prince yeah he started there so there's just some amazing stories that come out the behind the scenes like freddie prince freddie prince not freddie Prince jr he uh shot himself there was a one Mm -hmm. comedian jumped from the roof oh during the pickets you know, it, there is so right. much controversy with this place because everyone that performed there in the 70s and then until about the end of the 90s, everyone was into drugs and alcohol. Yeah, right. They're not so much. so interesting watching these comedians these days talk about their craft and how you just don't do that. You don't become... Mm. drug addicted because you know that that's what happens to you like we take our jobs so seriously and then you've got all these ex um junkies who um you didn't know were addicted to drugs and were doing you know we obviously know Robin Williams but that's where it all started where his drug addiction started and alcoholism I think Dave Letterman talks about how he had to stop drinking because that's all he
1: did and was she was that her did she suffer like go through any of that as well
0: yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. It looks like she partied just as hard as them right. and that's where it was a very open space to to do that. Right, And she, I think by the look of things, she really encouraged that um, creativity to come through your mm-hmm. drug use mm-hmm. because so many would use the drugs and the inhibitions would go. Yeah, so right. they'd start to come out with all new material. That would be brilliant. Um, right. The Richard Pryor stuff is really good. Apparently her and him slept together once, but they were just like best friends, like really, right. really close. And he um, mentored Paulie as a stand-up comedian.
1: And, God, there's just so many cool it's stories. so cool that a woman is behind all of those yeah. amazing careers. Yeah. Yeah, you would never have
0: thought, you why don't we heard. know of this woman? This is why we have this podcast.
1: Podcast. <laughs> podcast. That's great. Good work, Mitzi Sure. The end. And the end. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. In last week's episode, I think Evie, I think was it last week's or the week before, Evie goes, Evie finishes the episode by going, and then she died. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm like, definitely. you can't finish it like that. You've got to, like, give us a bit more. Then she You're died like, and got buried. Well, she died, and that's just the, that's just how life works, Annie. Get yeah, over it. it.
0: You'll, you'll hear that in next week's episode. <laughs> yeah,
1: and then does. she died. And then she died. And I'm
0: like, oh, come on. Yeah, just Some of them, they die, and then we go on it. oh, and they've left legacies here, and they got in- inducted yeah. into this. Well, she yeah. didn't.
1: She yeah. didn't. <laughs> She just died. She was a big beard. Which is, the, you know, which is what life's all about. Speaking of, of friends sleeping together, best friends sleeping together. Oh, yeah. Are we? <laughs> I was drunk. You know, you said um, Richard Dreyfuss and her slept together. They were really no, good Richard friends. Richard Pryor. Sorry, Richard Pryor. I'll just make it up. So speaking of Richard Pryor and, um, and Mitzi sleeping together... As friends. Mm. Last night I watched um One Day. Have you seen that? Have you no, read is it good? Seen that movie? <gasps> Why is it trending on Netflix all of a sudden? Because it because it, Netflix, yeah, it's from 2010, oh, but, but Netflix adds new oh, okay. movies. So, so it's an old movie new. that they've added to Netflix. But um I read the book. I remember reading the book it back you know, ten years ago, and it was it broke my heart. And I don't think I'd ever seen the movie. I watched it last night. It is oh, so freaking on my list. It is so sad and beautiful. Oh, no, I'm taking this, it off my list. I cried. I had a really good ugly cry. Oh, good. Do you know I did a
0: poo yesterday and cried? <laughs> yeah. It was the release. <laughs> I don't know why. I've never done it before. I did a poo and then
1: burst into tears. <laughs> I've, what you know it's like something a child would do like scare themselves into life
0: i oh, know it wasn't scary it was an emotional <laughs> i'm so glad that's cool i think there was a um, what is it an emotional a catharsis yeah. that happened with the dump
1: yeah you, the really, dump. you really you really let it go
0: didn't you? Yeah, I really did. I think it's those herbs. I've started na- new. I've started on a naturopath because I
1: have a parasite. Can you hear it's that? Great. Guy next door now he's tapping on the thing. No.
0: I mean, know what? They've never. Oh, anyway, that's what. I, what's his name? I'll call him my parasite.
1: What are you doing with your ears?
0: Nothing. Mm. Um, I have a parasite, so my naturopath has put me on all this stuff, and I think it's making me emotional when I do a poo
1: wow good on you you made it all the way through to the end so these are just the credity bits but don't stop because these are important Please rate, review and subscribe as it helps other people just like you find out about this podcast. Executive producers of Chickstery are me, Annie Potatoes, and Evie Jones. Our producer slash editor slash waterboy slash wineboy is Sam Peterson. Follow us on Instagram at Chickstree underscore podcast and email us at mychickstery at gmail.com. Oh, and check out Sam's podcast, Confessions of the Idiots. It's great.